Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Mobile Rolling and the big race on Saturday night, the first of many, but the big one without doubt is the Grand Circuit event. It's the Tab Blacks of Fake, and we have a very short price favourite following the barrier draw yesterday afternoon. We were down at Meadowbrook on the south side of Brisbane yesterday at the golf club down there. The barrier draw took place. Lo and behold, King of Swing, the reigning Grand Circuit champion and defending champ of the Blacks of Fake, landed the inside gate. So he's got gate one for this feature on Saturday night. As I said, it's going to be a huge program, six Group 1s in total, but all eyes on this Grand Circuit event. King of Swing, trained by Belinda McCarthy, to be driven by her husband, Luke, and one of the co-owners is joining us first up this morning, all the way from Perth, Mark Congerton. He's online with us now. Mark, good morning, and I'm sure you're looking forward to the weekend. Well, we are now. <laughs> I can tell you there, uh, we're a little bit nervous when there was only two good barriers left. Um, so uh, I haven't met the young bloke that drew that barrier, but good on him. Yeah, it was uh, certainly got a big roar from uh, my lounge room anyway. It's great. Yeah, it took all the pressure off and all the guesswork comes out of it now. Oh, I guess so. But uh, we have got, you know, just historically, I've got a bit of a flashback, a nightmare flashback. Uh, many, many years ago, we drew Barrier 1 with Boulder Geig on the Victoria Cup. And he actually hit the gate and galloped out and never did it again. Um, but the scarring's still there, trust me. <laughs> so it's not over until it's over and I pretty much agree with Ants when he said uh, it's the King's race to lose really isn't it? So providing yeah, everything absolutely. goes well and doesn't get hit by a pelican or it buckets down with rain I think uh, I think he should go on and win it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he was a dollar eighty. got out to 2.40 after Saturday night, back into a dollar eighty, and then the barrier draw came through and he quickly tumbled into a dollar thirty. so he is the clear favourite to take out this race on Saturday night. Looking for dangers, is it is it only copy that that really you know makes strong appeal as a logical threat, or do you do you, do you still respect all the arrivals? Oh, there's some really nice horses in there. You've, you know, when we Group One racing, there's always something can just sneak out of the box. Uh, I, I would say copy that. Um, I'd rather have copy that behind us and in front of us. I can tell you that. Um, you know, the mayor can put in a great race uh, on the night, and uh, Blair, I think is Blair driving um, Amazing Dream. That's the, the that's the mail that we're getting, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, well, you know, you rate him really, really highly. He's a, he's a great driver. Um, so, yeah, I guess, you know, um, you've got to be positive, but there's always something that can sneak out the box. But looking at the horse himself, uh, we are just thinking about it the other day, and, you know, I've discussed the uh, the Victorian media, and, you know, they, they, they tend to um, put the horse down a little bit, but I've got news for them. You know, this horse is just heading north. He's just getting better and better stronger and stronger and no one's sort of picking that up that he's actually on the way up he's not peaked yet by a long long way so to answer your question uh mate they could all win it it's it's harness racing and but uh, on the night i've always had a, a a formula as an owner i've always gone and as a part-time trainer is that you get the best horse best driver and best trainer and that sort of cuts down the percentages a lot and that's what we've got come saturday night Okay. Just going back to last week, uh, it was phenomenal, the performance that he delivered there, beating a nose, and it was only a nose right on the line behind copy that after starting from that very awkward draw. How did you break down the performance of King of Swing last week? 
oh, it's just enormous to, um, you know, I, I, we haven't clocked his sectionals, but I would say they'd be phenomenal. And, uh, you know, he's, he's a very big horse, um, because you know that he, coming around that last corner, they're quite tight bends up, uh, up where you are. And that's why Luke had to balance him up coming into the straight. So on a normal horse, uh, you sort of you know keep wide and keep keep going on your arc. But with King Swing, you've got to balance him up. And just that little moment in time that he needed to balance him, that probably cost him the race. But I, no other horse could have done that. Just a phenomenal mm, effort. Yeah. A phenomenal training effort too by Luke. Now tell me, do you subscribe to the theory that he's probably gained more fans with that defeat last week than what he'd been able to do by putting that you know win sequence together? Because everyone's come out of nowhere and they want to be on him uh, going forward, and that includes obviously Saturday night. So he's certainly got more fans following his defeat last week than what he had after putting you know that win sequence together. Oh, I think that's just the you know the media sort of. Um pushing that cart up about if he's not a Victorian horse, that he's not a champion. You know, they, they've been doing that from day one, and I think that sort of pushes a little bit of, uh, of the fraternity going that way. But I've, we've never subscribed to that at all. You know, this horse is he's Grand Circuit champion, Australian Harness Horse of the Year. Um, you know, he's run 148. Lockin' Bar Art can't run that time. It hasn't to date. Uh, he's won eight out of 12, I think it is, Group 1s. I think Lockenbar Art uh, had 15 group ones for eight losses, something like that. So if you're going to put a horse on a pedestal, Australia-wide, it's king of swing. So I can fully understand everybody getting on the horse and following him. He's a, he's a tremendous animal, mate. He's, he really is just a, a lovely, lovely horse. You know, he does things right. Um, had a few bad barrier draws, but they all get that. Mm. The other thing that stands out for him as well he continues to climb the ladder as far as being the richest earner of all time. I think he's currently 13th. He's recently passed Chicago Bulls, so there's some nice fodder for you with uh, Glenn Moore, your good mate over there, that you can uh, jab away with. And uh, uh, looking at it, he's still got so much more to come, so he's going to continue to climb that ladder. And uh, as it stands, it's Black's a fake just over. I'm the mighty Quinn. But who knows uh, where he's going to finish at uh, King of Swing. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Yeah, Glenn is a bit touchy about that. I'm glad you brought that up. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's good to get one over him. Um, I don't know. I'm not too sure. You've got the Immortal Blacks and Fake, and you've got I'm the Mighty Quinn and, and their dollars that they earned. And you know, I don't know where he's going. I know that he's, he's uh, him and the other horse, Lock and Barat, are great horses. Are they superstars like Blacks and Fake and Quinny? Um, and can they earn that kind of money? Because I'm not sure. All, all I know is that the I saw I the Mighty Quinn's name on the uh, running rail at 150 and change as a nine-year-old, and that takes one special horse. So uh, can he keep going and go on to the $4 million band? Or I don't know. I hope so. I <laughs> really, really hope so. But I can't put any other horse in the same band uh, as um, Quinny and um, Blacks of Fake. Okay. Now, That's overnight, following that barrier draw, you became uh, the most popular person in Brisbane because you are <laughs> the man behind this promotion that the Albion Park Harness Racing Club is currently uh, undertaking. It's the King for the Day promotion. So 5% of King for Swing, uh, King of Swing is up for grabs when he lines up in this tab, Blacks, a fake on Saturday night. 
And after Barrier 1, there was a huge influx of nominations for that prize. So uh, you were very popular last night, let me tell you. And that winner's going to be drawn on Thursday morning at the Breakfast with the Stars. Oh, fantastic. I'm really, I'm really happy for the club. And uh, it's a great promotion. It, you know, um, I guess we're blessed for the name of the horse. It doesn't sort of work with any other name, does it, really? <laughs> so uh, I'm, an, I'm really thrilled for anything to do to help the club. Look, I'm going for my um, third Blacks of Fake as an owner. When he won it in his last race, King, you know, last year, and, and, and there's no reason why he can't win it this year. So putting anything back into the sport that I love, Chris, is, and, and the club as well, you know. Looking at the way they've done the presentation for, you know, the rising sun and the constellations, it's just remarkable, you know, really, really well. And, and I mentioned, oh, before I forget to say, you know, Brittany's done an excellent job as well, and yourself on presentation, very professional and throwing a lot more, uh, you know, excitement and vision into the sport, and that's what we need. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, now, just uh, with, uh, with King of Swing on Saturday night, uh, if it wasn't for COVID, would you be here trackside cheering him on? Oh, absolutely. I know Glenn and I were, were definitely going to go. And also, I know that Beth was going to come across. Uh, maybe two of the other owners were going to come over, but uh, obviously it's a disaster. And no one really knows they're you know, going forward or backwards at the moment. No, not too sure. But otherwise, you know, absolutely be over there. I'd love to see him win that race. Yeah, And be there on track, absolutely. It's a phenomenal thrill. Any group yeah. one, Chris, any, any group one, anywhere is <laughs> a great thrill. Yeah, I could only imagine. Uh, Mark, really appreciate the time. Uh, really appreciate the uh, the efforts that you've gone to throughout the, uh, the Tab Constellations here in Queensland. Fingers crossed that everything goes to plan. You've got the gate. You've just got to get the result now. And he's uh, he's looking a real, real strong chance of getting the, uh, the result there on Saturday night. Really, yeah. Really hope he does win there. Thanks very much. Thanks for your time. Well, she went off at massive odds last week, taking out the first ever edition of the Group 1 Golden Girl. And they're going to try their luck because she starts again in another Group 1 feature this Saturday night. We're talking about Gerada's Delight, trained by Jack Butler. Gerada's Delight, the mayor by Better's Delight, is now taking on the Tab Blacks of Fate, where she is going to go up against King of Swing, who is the clear favourite following that barrier draw yesterday. He's got the inside gate. Gerada's Delight is going to start right alongside King of Swing. Jack Butler trains Gerada's Delight and he's online with us now. Jack, first of all, congratulations. That was a huge moment for you last Saturday night. Yeah, thanks Chris. It, um, it, it was unreal. Uh, it was a great buzz and um, yeah, it's good to get that one out of the road. So we've been trying for a while, but um, no, she was super. Hopefully the first of many, but not only for you, Brendan, that was his first win. Brendan Barnes, the driver, and owner Ray Carl. That's his first Group One winner as well. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realise that. Ray um, uh, rang me that night and, and told me he's bred a few Group winner, Group One winners, but he's never actually owned one. So yeah, it was the first time for us all, and um, yeah, we're all very excited. So Ray's based down in New South Wales. He wouldn't have been able to make it to the track, obviously, on Saturday night because of the COVID uh, issues that we're facing. Yeah, definitely. He was, um, yeah, he didn't want to get up here real bad, but yeah, just the way things are, you know, the way of the world at the moment. But, um, you know, he's still got a great thrill out of it. And, yeah, yeah great to hear. couldn't be. But, yeah. Yeah. Now, before we break down the race, I want to ask about how special it was for you because your wife Tara was there, your two kids were there as well, Chloe and Marty. Great to have those people who were so close and, you know, keep the wheels ticking at the stable going, being there to able to celebrate that victory with you. Yeah, it was it was unreal, you know. Um, 
especially my young fellow Marty, he doesn't normally go very often. He's always staying at home feeding up on a Saturday afternoon for us. And uh, he, he wanted to go, so it, it um, yeah, worked out really well. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a special moment. He might be the lucky charm then. I think I'll have to take him for a bit more, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's got to come again on Saturday night. Yeah, yep, I think we'll have to get him there for sure. <laughs> now, just with the race itself, no doubt you would have been deflated uh, when you kept looking at that draw all week long, the outside of the second row over a mile. You race at Albion Park more than most, so you know how difficult that task is to win from that draw. Did you give yourself any sort of chance of winning that race going into the into the event on Saturday night? Oh, look, I, I wouldn't say... Um, I, I didn't think she could not win it, but... Um, we. I thought we were going to need a hell of a lot of luck, which, as you know, we didn't get any of it. But, um, yeah, look, we knew we had a ride and, and, you know, run the week before with Super and, um, you know, she's been a really consistent mare right through. And, um, yeah, she just, she just um, yeah, went above and beyond the other night. And when we got shoved four and five wide around the 500-metre the mark, I just went, oh, that's the end of that. And then, um, yeah, she just dug in and just kept drawing. Okay, so tell me this: when when the field hit the half and you saw the 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 sectionals going up on the board and where your key rivals were, did you give yourself any chance at the half? I did after the first after the first half. I thought, well, this is going to bring the back markers into it a bit. And then when we got on uh, Amanda's back down the back, I thought, well, we only if we can, if she can get us to the top of the straight without sort of getting shoved out or anything, um, we've, we've got to be you know we're going to have to not run a place even you know. Um, but, yeah, like I said, when she got shoved then, I, I, I gave it all away. But, um, yeah, about the 200-metre mark, I thought, geez, she's still coming. Uh, mm. yeah. And that was the yeah. thing. Once Brendan started to wind her up, between the 400 and the 200, in that furlong there, she made up really good ground. And she was coming wide as well. And, you know, it's not easy to come wide at Albion Park, given those sort of times that they were running. So there was no fluke about it as well. Like, I, I know you're sort of trying to take it all in, but... Um, to make ground coming wide in those sort of times, it was a huge run. Yeah, I, I, like she's one of our six group ones now, but I've watched it that many times. But um, yeah, it, it was you know she she done all the work. Like she had to do you know as you said, you don't see them come wide there very often. The Albion on that bend and make that sort of ground. So it was a real credit to her, and um, yeah, she really knuckled down. Was it a sense of disbelief when they hit the line? Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was, um, yeah, still couldn't, still can't really. But, um, but yeah, no, it, it, was, it was just sensational. So when was the decision then made to back her up and, you know, throw her in the deep end and take on the big boys and the blacks of fake? Uh, about five minutes before NOMS closed. Um, me and Brandon were discussing all morning what, what we should do and, and raise, you know, he's a great owner. He, he just sort of leaves it up to me and um, we thought, oh, well, she's in good nick and, She'll have to be now, but um, yeah, why not? Yeah, you know, you hear it's our back, out our back door, so we might as well have a go. Yeah, absolutely. Well, she's one of two mares in the race on Saturday night, and she's not out of it again. Like, she comes up with that draw, so she's going to be handy, and if she can produce a, a finish like she delivered last week, she's certainly got some place claims. Well, that's what I sort of thought, Chris. Yeah, you know, if we can get a nice suck along there beyond the better ones, and um, and, and they sort of do run it a bit hard, Um which is, yeah, I can't really see that happening, but, um, yeah, you never know. <laughs> OK. What about plans going forward? Has anything been discussed at this point? Uh, what does the future hold for Gerard's Delight? Yeah, 
sort of, as I said, Ray leaves it up to me. I, I'm sort of still in two minds whether she should go to stud now or should she have another season. Um, she's, you know, she's just got, keep getting better and better with all this this prep and um, yeah, so we're still up in the air at the moment. Okay. Well, we'll get through this one before we make any concrete decisions. You're a great chance of claiming another Group 1 this weekend because you've got Danger Zone lining up in the big Q-Bred Triad Colts and Geldings final. He came up with Gate 8. Probably first thought you would have been a little yeah, mixed, but uh, the more you start looking at that field, it's probably not a bad draw on Saturday night. Yeah, no, I mean, you, you always, um, you know, you're sort of always in the hands of other people, like when you draw inside the second row. But, um, you know, I know Grant's horse led and won uh, one of them features there earlier in the year and, and went really good. So, um, yeah, if that sort of gets, plays out in, into our hands a bit, well, I'm sure he'll be thereabouts. He's, um, you know, he's going good. Even his run on Saturday night I thought was super. I couldn't have been happy with him and done all the work and um, really kept trying to the line. Um, so, yeah, like, if we can get a bit of luck, I'm sure he'll be there, Chris, yeah. Okay. Well, that's a danger zone. Here's hoping that you can snare another big group one there on Saturday night. You've got a busy afternoon coming up today. Uh, I think there's a number of runners uh, going around uh, in your colours. Is there one for our listeners this morning that you like? Uh, I think now Aladdin Sane scratched out of the trot brings my fellow right into it. Um, I think he's my best chance for the day, yeah. And I, I don't mind Casino Tommy each way. Yeah. All right, so we'll go with race two, number one, Tam O'Shanter, and race 10, number two, Casino Tommy. They'll be the two for today. Uh, again, Jack, uh, congratulations to you, uh, to, to your wife, Tara, everyone that's involved down there at Logan Village with the operation. Uh, great scenes on Saturday night. Uh, your first group won. I know she went off at big odds, but it matters little. Uh, you, you've got the result, and uh, they can't take that off you. So, again, job well done. Looking forward to seeing you again trackside later today. Thanks, Chris, mate, and it was a great call as well. Let's keep focusing on the Tab Blacks of Folk for Saturday night. It's a massive program, the final night of the Tab Constellations. We've got the Breakfast with the Stars coming through on Thursday morning, but the main one is the Grand Circuit event, which is race seven. Start time on Saturday night is 8.14. The horse that took all the plaudits last week with his Group 1 victory in the Sunshine Sprint was copy that. It was a thrilling finish, a nose-by-nose, nose, King of Swing second, Rock and Marty running third. But copy that in his own right was so good. And it's only a head that separates him from being perfect here in Queensland. He won the Wanda's mate first up. He was beaten narrowly in the rising sun. And then he was able to score that Group 1 victory last week. He shoots for another Group 1 victory on Saturday night. But as we know, that task has been made very difficult with King of Swing landing the inside draw. The man behind copy that is Ray Green. And he joins us online now. Ray, appreciate the time. You're welcome, Chris. Congratulations with that Group 1 victory because he was so good in his own right there last week because he did a mountain of work. Yes, he's, um, he's, he's, uh, he's morphing into a, a, the complete package now. He's, um, <clears throat> he's, able, he's very versatile and, um, um, yeah, it was a big, big run from him, I thought. So in many ways, and I've heard that comment a few times now that, you know, he's morphing into this, you know, uh, complete horse now. Has this trip away been a blessing for him in many ways? Uh, yeah, I think it has. I think he's, um, yeah, I think he's, uh, he's, it's helped him a lot. It's been a great experience for him. 
Um, he's had to do all sorts of um, diverse things. No, he's uh, he's been branded in the past no, as, no, a, as a um, uh, you know a one-trick pony sort of thing. He had to be in front, but he's put all that to bed since he's been here. Yeah, no doubt about it. And speaking of being diverse, he's got to be diverse on Saturday night. Gate five, your main rival, King of Swing, and Gate one. It's it's a daunting task, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I think it's a gimme for him. Um, um, yeah, he, he's going to be extremely hard to beat, uh, King of Swing. Yeah, there's, there's nothing between them. He's got the draw advantage. I, um, yeah, he he's going to lead, and... Um, He's going to be very, very hard to beat. Ideally, though, where do you want to be with Copy That in running? Well, um, well I'd, I'd, um, as long as he's getting a bit... I wouldn't like to see him parked the whole way. I would like to see him get a bit of a trip and a uh, nice handy trip without being parked. Um, but, of course... The race will pan out um, as as it as it uh, as it unfolds. I mean, there's no there's no way of um, predicting how it's going to go, really, other than the fact that I think King of Swing will lead. Um, yeah, it's hard to know uh, really where he'll end up, but hopefully, nice and handy with a bit of cover. When do you think uh, Anthony Butt will start plotting and planning and uh, when do you plan on catching up with Anthony? Would you, will you just leave it up to Anthony completely or do you think uh, there'll be some input from both yourself and Adam of Butterworth as well? Um, look, Anthony's the man on the spot. He has to make the call at, at the end of the day and um, I think if you fill these guys up with, you know, t too many requests, they, uh, you know, it, it doesn't serve to help them at all I think he's the one that's got to make the call and um, so we'll pretty much leave it to him okay one thing that is in the favor of copy that and I don't know if it's undersold but he is a very strong horse and if you need any further proof on how strong and how good his staying capabilities are you've only got to look back at that Auckland Cup run uh, what was it uh, last year and uh, he was gigantic in defeat so you know, the staying trip is going to be to, to his advantage. He, he can stay all day, this guy. Uh, oh, yeah, look, he's, he, as I say, he's very versatile. And, um, it, yeah, it doesn't matter how far, two miles, one mile. Um, he's just as effective, whichever, whatever you throw at him, really. So, um, right. Yeah, I'm expecting... Yeah, I'm not about the trip, the distance. Um, I think sure. he'll handle it, whatever... Have you enjoyed your time in Queensland? I have. I, I could live here, Chris. Yeah, this, this is a very nice place, and um, you're very lucky to privilege to live here. No doubt. What about future plans with Copy That? Does he go straight back to New Zealand, or do you start looking at other options uh, that are available? Well, there's nothing much available at the moment. Um, I suppose the next major race, like we'll we'll be targeting most of the major races um, coming up and um, a, a lot will depend on uh, you know what comes first the New Zealand Cups probably carnivals probably the um, the next major carnival that he'll have to front up to um, 
at the moment they're still formulating their their um, dates and everything in in New Zealand, probably here as well. You know, as a result of um, you know the season changes. So um, yeah, we've hopefully we'll we'll know soon exactly when and where um, these big races are going to be held. Okay. Now, just with the New Zealand Cup, is is that the one big race that's sort of gnawing away at uh, everyone involved with copy that, given what happened at the start of that race last year? Um, yeah, like it's never been, you know, it's never been the the target for me. Um, but yeah, that race last year was it was a non-event for us, and um, um, and he was favourite in that in that particular race, so. Uh, I'd like to have another dab at it. Um, okay. I think you deserve Well, that's copy that. that. I want to ask about the uh, the derby because you're a great chance of taking this Group 1 Queensland derby on Saturday night. The horse that is so small but uh, so big in heart is American Dealer, and he is absolutely flying. His performance last week to win the Southeast derby, three wide solo from about the 1,100-metre marker, that was quite uh, quite remarkable. He's a legitimate winning chance in this derby on Saturday night, Ray. Oh, absolutely, yeah. He he was he was enormous on last Saturday, and um, yeah, it was yeah. He's just he's just a, a revelation. That little guy. He's um, he's never gone bad for us, really. Yeah. So, so with this trip. During his time over here, has he just blossomed? Has he surprised you in any way with the way he's currently racing? Um, well, I wouldn't have bought him here in the first place if uh, if I didn't think he, you know he was up to it. Um, his form line—he he has been unlucky prior to coming here and, and withdraws and whatnot. So, um, and some of the races he 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 raced prior to coming here were very good. And he, even though he only finished fourth and fifth. Uh, he was running halves and 54 and all that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, he, he, it wasn't as bad as it looked on paper. But, um, yeah, since he's come here, he has thrived. The distance on Saturday night, no issue? No, 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 he'll be fine. Yeah, no, he, he'll love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah and I'm he does have a victory over Krug, doesn't he? He's he's beaten Krug a couple of times. He, he had to have a good trip to do it, um, but yeah, he has beaten Krug a couple of times. Um, but Krug's probably a, a different Krug today than uh, than he was back then, you know. So um, Krug's going to be tough. He's got an awkward draw. Uh, he's got a lot of high speed, but I think our guy might might. Uh, is, is the, abil the ability to sort of worry him out of it if, if it come down to that, you know, a, a, a punch up? I think mm. um, I think we'd be too tough for him. Okay, so you, so you'd be shocked if if Crew could sort of overcome you, given that he's got that second row draw. Uh, well, you c you can't roll Krug out. He's he's the benchmark three year old in in the southern hemisphere, isn't he? And. Uh, um, but he is beatable, and um, if anybody beats him, I think it could be us. Yeah, yeah certainly looks that we way. Need a trip. absolutely flying. Is he the smallest good horse that you've trained, American Dealer? Um, we had a horse called Card Copy um, a few years ago. He went on to Perth and won about 1.3 yeah. mil. Um, 
he he's uh, he was about a little bit smaller than um, Dealer, I think. Yeah. So um, okay. size doesn't matter in this business, uh, Chris, as you know. And um, as long as they're they're great gated and they've got a big motor, um, they don't have to be big. Absolutely. Well, you've got a great uh, dual-pronged attack going into the uh, the final night of the Tab Constellations. It's been great having you here, American dealer. A real winning chance in the derby, and much the same for Copy That, despite the fact that he's got to overcome a, uh, a tough draw with King of Swing perched up in Gate 1. It's been a pleasure to have you here, Ray. We'll see you on Saturday night. Thank you, Chris. There's Kiwi trainer Ray Green joining us. Uh, he's one of the good guys, no doubt about it. He's based at Pukekohe in the North Island of New Zealand. And uh, both of those horses are terrific chances on Saturday night. So a lot to look forward to. We need a winner for Saturday night. And we've got uh, 10 of the best here at Albion Park today. Racetrack Ralphie joins us each and every Tuesday morning. Hopefully he's got the good oil for us today and he's online with us now. Ralphie, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. It's been an awesome carnival. Did you have something on Gerardo's Delight the other night at $254? I wish. <laughs> I was so, it, was, uh, it, it was just great for the locals and just to see Jack and his family after the race. It was sensational. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, we've got six Group 1s on Saturday night, so we need to get a quid because we're going to be uh, punting up a storm on the weekend. What is the best bet coming through at Albion Park today? Yeah, Chris, I've uh, had a look through them and I'm looking at race five, number one, 444. Uh, this mare's prepared by Ed Bailey and she finds herself in a, in a winnable race today. Her recent, her recent efforts haven't been... Uh, have, sorry, have been solid. And importantly, she draws the inside gate today. Another bonus is that she'll... Uh, um, Ed's booked uh, Nathan Dawson to drive, so that certainly helps her chances. The distance will suit, and uh, she gets the perfect opportunity to break through at headquarters. And I'm thinking, too, with, uh, with a couple of the visitors um, attracting some support in this race, we might even get the chance to get each way odds as well. OK, so race five, number one, four for four. That's the first leg of the quaddy, first leg of the double. So you've given us plenty of options to work with there. So race five, number one, four for four, the best bet on the program. Uh, plenty to look forward to. Uh, we've got the, the breakfast with the stars coming through on Thursday morning and this huge night on Saturday night, as I said, with six group ones. Uh, great time to be alive. Oh, that's for sure. Um, and, and from yesterday... I know it was a, uh, but as soon as King of Swim drew the barrier one, it was game over, I think. Yeah, well, it, it looks his race to lose, and given how well he performed last week, uh, he's going to take a power of beating. Yeah, that's for sure. But the other ones, the, the Derby and the Oaks, they're just going to be crackerjack races, and I wouldn't be surprised there's two or three chances in each race. Yeah, and I think the Trotters Cup's going to be a really good race as well, Ralphie, because... The, the two big guns, Pink Galaz and, and Tough Monarch, both looking to overcome second row draws. Humble Lad, uh, fresh off his placing behind Pink Galaz, is drawn wide. So I think that's going to be a really competitive race, the Trotters' Cup. So, you know, we, we'll have a, uh, a short one with King of Swing. We do have a short one with King of Swing, but I think the other group ones, they're going to be quite open. So it's still going to be a very strong night on Saturday night. No, that's for sure. Even down to the, uh, probably the Colton... Uh Colton Geldings in the in the two-year-old race, and uh, um, that's going to be very open. Uh, and I think uh, probably Cat King Cole's the one to win the fillies. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's hard to disagree with that. So, a lot to look forward to on the weekend. Ralphie, really appreciate the time this morning. We'll see you trackside later today. Okay, Chris. Bye.